pornography. I've seen it too. It's great. gentlemen welcome to the film find the greatest movie podcast ever assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before i am your host adam portress we're back yet again and i'm joined as always by matt smith i'm here and i want to fuck 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 that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about today fucking and fucking oh man so we're we're back again everybody we got uh, we got more than one review this week so that's good mm-hmm. <laughs> it took a little bit of time because we had uh there was in in charlotte here we had kind of a ice mageddon if you will so i go out friday and i'm trying to uh i'm trying to go to the fucking movies as i always do and of course uh well i couldn't <laughs> because it, fucking closed the, yeah it's like hey man i drove all the way down there the least you could do is open the fucking doors there were people there but nothing was open a bunch of lazy fucking slops uh and everything's automated dude all you got to do is rip a ticket and pop some popcorn shut the fuck up they um, have to get home to their families whatever they're they all fucking 17 year olds not snow whatever so I ended up driving a couple of, uh, you know, just random people around Charlotte for three fucking hours for zero pay. Oh, my God. Don't be a nice person, people. Just be be the asshole that you know deep down inside you are. It pays off that way. Why uh, are you driving people around? Because I was a nice person. I decided to open up my heart and my car and let people in and, and drive them to what I thought was going to be a short, maybe 15-minute thing ended up being about three hours and ended up in fucking Mooresville or some fucking place. Jesus, I'm, straight, like just strangers? Straight fucking strangers, bro. I'm sitting in the fucking Popeyes trying to eat some goddamn chicken. I had two fucking bites in me and all of a sudden these motherfuckers are just like, hey man, could you give us a ride up to Tybal? And I was like, sure, bro, I'll give you a ride up there. And that turned into uh, quite the ordeal. So, uh, don't do, don't help people. You, people wonder why, like, you know, some people How don't. How did that take three hours? You have to... Well, okay, so, like, I ended up going, like, I got them up there. They needed to go get a key from somebody. Then they needed to go back down to get someone. We almost picked up a third party, which we then didn't do because that third party bailed. Then, while hey, while we're in the neighborhood, why don't we go over to this guy's mom's house so he can hug his daughter and con his mom out of some money. Then we drove uh, back over to some other neighborhood. His buddy, who, who's been fighting with the entire time, bails out of the car and I, I, like he doesn't live in this fucking neighborhood, but he's just like I'm out of here, and he's done. Uh, and then you know I I ended up giving this guy four bucks, driving him to Wendy's, putting food in his mouth, driving him all the way back to Mooresville just to be like, sweet Jesus, can this fucking day end? Uh, it took Why forever. Why didn't you bail? Because I don't know. <laughs> I you know, people that know me know I'm not that good a person, and maybe I was just trying to. Let the light shine through me, and but fuck that noise. I feel Let's like not if, do that uh, if there is any situation where you just have to go full on Adam the Libertarian, uh, that's it. Yeah, it, it would have served me better. I think my day was <laughs> fucking shot, bro. And like because I was, my feet were cold. I was just, I was tired. I was tired, tired. I should have just really said, "Fuck you, go, go on your own way." 
but I felt bad. I felt, you know, this, this t- don't be a Democrat, kids. <laughs> kid. uh, but anyways, but I eventually got to see the movie. So I, I just actually finished watching the third movie today. So today we're going to be talking about uh, Dirty Grandpa, as, as Matt alluded with all of his uh, illustrious fucks there at the beginning. Yep. Uh, we're also going to be talking the uh, the kind of ne- yet another uh, young adult novel being turned into a movie, uh, The Fifth Wave with uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. And we're also going to be talking about The Boy and, uh, you know, the one that you've seen the trailers for with the little doll that's all a little porcelain doll. It's all creepy and stuff. And, and by watching the trailer, you think you know what you're doing. You think you know what this movie's going to be. Uh, Matt and I think you might uh, be a little bit surprised about that. So we're going to talk about that, too, of course. And we got a lot of old... There's a lot of stuff to go. Jam-packed show here today. Jam-packed show. Uh, so, but what I will say, uh, I, I don't have much. Do you, do you got any what you've been watching kind of stuff going on? Not this week, man. I've uh, kind of been doing a shit ton of work. So really all I've done is uh, watch the new episodes of uh, Agent Carter finally. Uh, they're excellent. If you're not watching that, I'll probably review just the whole uh, season after it's done. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, just pick back up with uh, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is finally back from its break. And that show, if you're not watching it, is really fucking good. Um, <clears throat> it's a musical, and it's a comedy, and for some reason it's on the CW. <laughs> so uh, she, uh, the creator and star just won uh, Golden Globe for her performance in this. There you go. And she's really good, uh, Rachel Bloom. So Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is what I've been watching. That's what I'll plug this week. I don't know that I've got much of anything. We watched uh, on HMP. We watched Batman: Bad Blood, the new DC animated uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay. It's not great. Anything that you add Batwoman in, you're just like, meh. You know, so so what? Uh, but at least really, I love Batwoman. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it just a like not very good way to use her? I mean, I. She doesn't really add a whole lot to the whole thing. I mean, and the way that they kind of portray her is kind of silly, and it's just like, um, you know, <laughs> she she bags. Is it the Kate Kane version? Yeah. Hmm. So I mean, she bags on them is just like I'm not part of your cult. I'm like, but you clearly just named yourself after Batman, and you're clearly aping his shit, right? So I mean, there's things that didn't make a lot of sense to me, and I, I don't know. It, it's it's okay. It's okay, but it, it's not. Uh, of the last three Batman movies, it was probably one of the better ones uh, in those DC animated directs. But, you know, nothing Seems like to, they've been uh, uh, focusing on churning out more stuff regularly than, fo- like, early on, the shorts, these uh, short features, the animated stuff, were just really good. Yeah, they're just, I mean, that's just, I mean, the quality is staying fairly well to the same. I mean, the, one of the big things in it that's really nice is the guy who's directing it um, really knows he can he can show in animation fight choreography pretty damn well. Mm-hmm. So it's that's that's one of his big suits, and I and I from what I understand, he is also doing like the uh, the fight chore- choreography or uh, storyboarding or something thereof in the uh, the Batman v Superman movie. Uh, whether or not they can pull that off in real life, what they kind of do here in the in the animated thing is yet to be seen. But I mean, it, that would be a good a good pointer to me because uh, mm-hmm. the fights are some of the more impressive stuff in here. And for you know animated stuff where fights can all seem very generic, very tossy kind of deals, uh, this one they're actually straight up fighting, and there's some good there's some decent stuff. And people have different styles of, of fighting, which is pretty cool. 
Uh, but it's it's a it's a you know I mean if you're like totally sick down with these Batman movies, do it. But if you've seen one and you're not really bowled over, I don't think this is going to turn you around in any other uh, direction in any big bad way. Okay, but it's it's okay. It's all right. Well, I'll check it out. Uh, I would have watched the X Files by now, but I've been busy doing other stuff. But uh, I'm excited to watch the X Files. There's two episodes well, in Hulu. We'll talk about it next week. So yeah, we'll I'll, we'll squeeze those in by that point there. So we'll talk about uh, that. I I want to ask you something uh, yeah. if you if you're done uh, with. Oh, the, I'm with done. The, so I have seen floating around online that uh, pornography. I've seen it too. It's great. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of like porn. Um, but there are apparently rumors that, uh, Warner brothers is calling around to movie theaters and asking if they have the ability to play 70 millimeter prints. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, hmm. apparently, I mean, this stuff is reported as coming from people who work at theaters. Okay. But here's, here's a question. So, uh, I, I asked on Twitter and I had a follower respond. I don't know if they're a listener or not. Um, that, uh, cause I asked, I was like, are they even shooting this thing in 70 mil? Like what, what's going on? Does Warner brothers have any fucking clue what they're doing? Right. <laughs> and I got a response. It was like, Oh, here's this report of them shooting with IMAX cameras. Right. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff gets shot in IMAX or at least part parts of it. Right. Which is what they're doing for Batman v Superman. It is partially shot in IMAX, mm-hmm. much like Nolan's Batman films were. Right. Right. Um, but I, even if that's the case, I still don't know why they're calling theaters and asking if they can play 70 millimeter print because IMAX is not the same format as widescreen 70 mil. Yeah. So any clue what's going on there? Any I have, guesses? That, that Do you is... think maybe it's just like, uh, my thought was maybe it's just a, just a, an idiot that works at the movie theater who literally doesn't know the difference between 70 mil and IMAX. And so maybe if Warner Brothers is calling at all, they're saying, uh, hey, do you have the capability of playing 70 millimeter IMAX film? Right. As opposed to digital IMAX. I mean, I guess they would be asking that. Now, <laughs> the only thing that I can figure... And I, mm-hmm. I got this is just I mean because it's the first time hearing of it, so I'm just spitballing. But I would say the best I can imagine would be that they saw. Now, granted, Hateful Eight did not do overall when 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 they released with DCP did not do amazingly well, especially uh, compared to the last two uh, Tarantino movies. Right. Um, but did fantastically well on a per screen average uh, with 70 millimeter going out early. Right. Um, the only thing that I can think of is is that they're thinking about they would be thinking about doing maybe some sort of limited engagement where they did that I uh, a la Interstellar as well, where they released that seventy millimeter because was Interstellar that was that WB? Uh, yes, if because it was serves. Nolan who yeah. does everything with them. So but, that's but, the only thing that I can kind of that, that's what I'm putting together here. Whether or not it's I I, I have. Zero fucking idea, but that's just the guess that comes out of my brain. Yeah. I do wonder what in the hell that's even going to look like, though. I mean, if, if the film is only partially shot in, in, in IMAX to begin with, and you're just showing it on a regular 70 mil projector as a print, like what... 
what does that even look like? Because the IMAX frame is taller than it is wide. Well, yeah, I mean, but wouldn't you also at the same time think it would do a lot of, I mean, that's been a while, mind you. Uh, but with Interstellar, didn't they just kind of, now they weren't like, they weren't, you know, two, three, five, like, like Batman was, they were like a one, one, eight, five, one, seven, nine, whatever. But didn't, if, if memory serves, didn't they open up proper in certain IMAX portions of that? Or am I misremembering? I may be. I don't, I, I mean, I only saw it in IMAX, so they did do that, which is exactly how uh, Nolan's Batman Right, films. and it was it was far yeah. more noticeable there, obviously, just due to the aspect ratio from the film to begin with. Uh, right. So it was a little less noticeable in Interstellar. Uh, but th- that would be my best guess as to what they would be doing, something a la that, that it, like, honest to God, outside of the fact of being in 70 millimeter, would not look any different than uh, what it would show in Fomax, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I just can't wrap my brain around what in the hell their process, like your thinking process. Like, I get it if you're asking if you have IMAX film capability, but like, I wonder, are they reformatting it to fit just a normal uh, 70 mil wide frame? Because that's what most of the projectors that are even outfitted from Hateful Eight even got anamorphic lenses to be able to do. Yeah. It's not like they they have like a full complete set of lenses, and in fact, like most of that shit just came out came out of. Uh, like the Weinstein company helping foot the bill for some of that. Yeah. You know? I, no idea. I, rhymes and reasons why companies do anything these days is far beyond my pay grade. <laughs> well, I guess uh, we'll keep track of it as it develops, I guess. Uh, uh, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> we'll- I just think uh, like it's another instance of WB and the DC universe coming up very late to the game and trying to figure out how they're differentiating themselves by trying um, not one or two things, but literally everything that has been successful for other (laughs) uh, films. Yeah. Yeah. Like all of it. Like, oh, let's do a Batman and a Superman. And let's have it be also the Justice League. And let's go on and introduce, like, the big bad guy here. I mean, they're the fucking... Because apparently that's happening, too. (laughs) They're the fucking uh, Billy Mays of, of movie studios at this point. They're just like, and one more thing. We're going to put a little bit more on top of that. A little bit more. But wait, there's more. It's that kind of just like, okay, I mean, I guess you're going to just. You well, know, they're going to they're gonna drive something into the ground. Yeah, Marvel's only been doing it for 10 years, guys. There's a reason why, why they've gotten, you know, that oiled machine as well as they do. And, of course, you know, Bob Iger coming out this week and saying, hey, look, man, these motherfuckers between, you know, Star Wars and Marvel, we ain't stopping anytime soon with that. And why the fuck would they? Let's be honest with yeah. ourselves. I mean, it's a license to print money. Uh-huh. So as long as that's banging out, they're, they're going to keep that shit up. All right. Well, yeah, and I mean it's going to keep going. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's get into it. Here is uh, we're first we're going to go uh, the fifth wave here because I, I don't know how long we'll talk about this. Probably not too awful long. But here's the trailer for uh, the fifth wave, our new first release review of this week. All right. Be good. If you can't be good, don't, don't get, get caught. Love you guys. Love you too. Okay. Who can give me the derivative of X? What's going on? Did you guys see that? Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. What's happening? That 
1.07 a.m., the Odyssey satellite received images of an object moving past Mars. It's right over us. Odyssey! I didn't know it then, but that was the last normal day of my life. We have reason to believe there's an imminent threat to this location. All right, stay with your sister. The waves have begun. It started. Coordinated attacks on metropolitan areas. The first wave knocked out all the power. Then the second wave hit. An earthquake strong enough to shake the entire planet. Cassie! I got you! With the third wave, disease spread across the world. By the fourth wave, they were among us. The others have the ability to inhabit human hosts. They could be anywhere. We can't trust anyone anymore. took my brother and I'm gonna go get him you will learn to think move and fight like soldiers I want to be ready you won't get very far on your own grab the gun and snap my hand away good how are we supposed to fight them if we don't even know what they are what are you they took everything from me my sister's coming this is our world our only choice is to take it back. Drop it! I know you're human. How? Because if you were one of them, you would have shot me already. All right, that was a trailer for The Fifth Wave. They oddly took that, line, that last line in there out of the movie, which, you know, uh-huh. kind of... Negates a lot of stuff. Anyways, uh, INDB plotline, here we go. Four waves of increasingly deadly alien attacks have left most of Earth decimated. Uh, Cassie is on the run, desperately trying to save her younger brother. This is uh, directed by Jay Blakeson. Probably didn't direct anything that yeah, most of us have uh, probably seen. Starring uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. His previous feature, Disappearance of Alice Creed, was pretty well known. It was one of the first uh, big films that uh, Gemma Arterton was in. Okay, well, fair enough. It's got Rod Livingston in this thing, huh? Huh? Rod, mm-hmm. Rod, Ronnie? You got him in there. Uh, I, I, okay, so I, <clears throat> clearly this is yet another uh, young adult novel put into things. Thanks, Hunger Games. You have really just nailed this one into the coffin because this. anytime you put out like a young adult book that's even remotely successful, you can be damn sure it's going to be turned into a movie. So if you have like, you know, it's like screenwriting aspirations or something like that, Fucking write a young adult novel because they will put that shit into a motherfucking movie too sweet. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, like, look, I it's January, right? Right. Uh, this is a young adult thing coming out. Then my hopes were not high, and nope. I gotta say, I'm oddly like I I don't absolutely hate this movie, but I don't like it by any stretch of the imagination. Don't get me wrong on that, but I mean, it's not inconceivably awful now uh, of the kind of young adult stuff that we got from your hunger games your uh, divergence uh your maze runners this is the lesser of all of them um well it's a better movie than the first maze runner yeah i'll probably give you that i will say that um <clears throat> you know the biggest problem i have with this thing is uh 
it's almost two fucking hours long. That's my problem with it. Well, not only that it's almost two hours long, but uh, they skip uh, like any interesting part, or they don't skip it. They they like hold off every fucking moment that could be extrapolated and extended. And then you like rushed. It's like a sprint to the finish line. The last 20 minutes of this fucking movie. Like finally all the places are together. All the pieces are connected and then boom, let's fucking roll. And then it's just one big thing after one big thing after one big thing. It's like the shittiest script structure I've ever seen. And that's probably directly out of the novel, but, uh, change that shit. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. I mean, Make make the movie good, you know? And it fe- it feels like they just rushed over everything that probably could have been explored a lot better in a book. I mean, you know, with the uh, sh- there's some narration and stuff, and of course she's writing in her journal at some point, so you kind of get mm-hmm. an idea as to what's been going on is uh, with the with the decimation of of the planet and everything. Um, but it feels like you like in a book it would have explored that kind of stuff a lot better and a lot more thoroughly. Uh, right. hope, one would hope at least. Uh, but you know, this is, this is, I mean, it's a Kiva Goldsman, uh, joint. He, he kind of helped, uh, you know, polish this bad boy up. So that, I mean, for those of you who know a little little bit bit of something that should fucking tell you something. (laughs) Um, uh, here's the thing. Uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, she's good in it. Um, actually I like the casts, uh, pretty good. I think it's a better cast than, uh, uh, the Divergence series has actually, um, at least as far as their kind of a ability to play off of one another and not just be, uh, <laughs> uh, Oh, what's his fucking face running around and everybody's well, pretending they give a shit that it's, uh, what's, what's that motherfucker's name? Four. Yeah. Well, right. Here's the thing. This movie has a fucking a four analog, man. It's yet another mm-hmm. kind of dirty blonde kid with a fucking beard. And it's just like, are, is, is this the thing that makes teenage girls horny? I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. But like uh, apparently that's like the fucking thing because they all have that one motherfucker in there that looks exactly like that who is like this guy looks like the fucking uh looks like uh you know Dave Franco's retarded brother and I don't mean James uh just like the one that's like the one the one other yeah. brother that they kind of just like well he's kind of we'll, we'll let him in the group for something I don't know fuck him yeah. um it, it, yeah uh, the movie is not good I just think like some of the acting really does shine a little bit. Um, maybe it's just that I like, uh, Chloe Grace Moretz, uh, a whole lot as a, as a, as a performer, right? I think she's really good. Um, but the movie itself is, uh, middling at best. It's, um, very blah. Like, uh, you know, you walk out of this thing and you're like, yo, that's a thing I saw. I don't hate that I saw it, but that's my opinion of it. Exactly. I I was just like, well, that was over and that, that was it. And like, I mean, there's, and there's going to be another one. I guarantee. Oh, absolutely. And, absolutely. And I'll tell you why it it did not uh, like destroy the box office or anything. Domestically, it only made right under twelve million. Um, but uh, if you include foreign, it's already made in that opening weekend the entirety of its production budget back. Yeah, so it'll it'll do fine there. It'll do okay on video. And and now, if any of these young adult things are uh, have are a case study for this, the second one's probably going to be better. 
that's how all of these things have been so far. The you know the Hunger Games, the second one that was better. The Divergent one, that second one was better there. Maze Runner, second one was better there. Uh, I just hope they find somebody who's not a Kiva fucking Goldsman to like give it a polish. Yeah, it's just because uh, that's what you know he did on this is that he came in and he kind of gave his little juice on it, and it, it's like, dude, seriously. It, it, it's no good. It's, I don't know, there's just so many cliches in it. It's just like, it felt like it was, and that's the thing that s- sucks about this, because it felt like there was a lot of good potential stuff in here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of like, you know, trust of adults and trust of uh, the government. Uh, there's a little invasion of the body snatchers-esque kind of thing in there, but also Big Brother kind of at the same time, I guess. Um, and being able to, you know, kind of stand up to, you know, what, what, what you consider to be wrong and all this other stuff, but there's, but you don't care about anything. I mean, this, this girl's character, like her, uh, her parents die and, you know, we're not with them long enough to give a fuck. Right. That's the bad part is just like you, you have no, especially the mom, mom's first one to go. She dies in one of the early waves and stuff due to, uh, she's like a, a nurse or some such nonsense. And, mm-hmm. uh, she gets kind of the, one of the pestilence, if you will, uh, that's kind of going around and, uh, she kills off, but it's like, we don't fucking know anything about her. So who cares if she's dead? <laughs> you know, we get to know Ron Livingston's character a little bit more, her dad, but even then it's not really, you don't see a relationship between the kids and their dad other than like, Hey, we took a couple of pictures together. Big fucking whoop. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. No, 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 whatever. I mean, look, it's not uh, terrible, but it's not great. See this if you're going to go see it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but don't rush out to see it. I mean, if you, uh, like I said, uh, of the, of the young adult stuff that's out there, this is, this is the lesser of all of them. And you know, and the, the, they ain't all great to begin with. If we're frank with ourselves. <laughs> no, no. All right, well, uh, moving on, let's get into our second new release review. Here is the trailer for A Dirty Grandpa. I gotta pick up my grandpa. He's not doing too well. My grandma just passed. Why do you have to take him to Florida? It's just with the rehearsal brunch on Friday. <sighs> just freaking out. You have to worry about anything. Grandpa! You ready to hit the road? I thought the plan was to have breakfast here. That's your breakfast. Now let's get in that giant labia you drove up in and get the fuck out of here. So you're a lawyer now? Being a corporate lawyer is awesome. I get to handle SEC compliance. No shit. LP agreements. Oh. Uh, LLC agreements. You know what I'd rather do? What? I'd rather let Queen Latifah shit in my mouth from a fucking hot air balloon. Hey! We're heading to Daytona. So you guys want to tag along for a bit? Party some babies into us? We have a very important tea time. Obviously, I've got the bigger three wood. Good. Maybe you can use it to hit your balls right into my vagina. Holy yep. shit. Uh, we're not going to Daytona. Grandma's funeral was yesterday. She told me on her deathbed, you get back out there again. Oh, so that's what this is all about. You wanted me to drive you down to Boca so I could be your wingman. I haven't had sex in 15 years, and I want to fuck, 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 fuck. I'm going to throw up. Did you ever go on spring break? No, I can't chug alcohol. I developed, like, a gag reflex. You're chugging a beer, not taking down a horse cop. Oh, shit. It's Meredith. Please, I got to answer that. Yeah, tell her the fuck off. What's up? Daytona fucking Beach! You're in Daytona Beach? We're just driving through. Jason! She's not right for you. If you marry her, you're going to be sleepwalking through the rest of your life. For one night, stop worrying about your wedding. The bullshit. Get off my mother. Party till you're pregnant. You can't catch me. This is crack. I just smoke crack? Yeah, but just like a lot. I just smoke crack! Yeah. Oh, she what you got. 
pants? I found a Werther's original in the pocket, and I've been sucking on it all morning. Whoops. I guess they just slipped off. You guys, you have to come see this right now. <laughs> you know how you like a good dirt, uh, the good old Macarena reference, right? Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No? All right. Here's the IMDb plot line. Everybody loves the Macarena, man. Get the fuck off its nuts. Yeah, yeah I remember when I was 15, too. Uh, right before his... 15. That shit is older than that, son. I don't. I don't remember the time. Trust me, I try to get Macarena out of my brain as fast as I fucking could. Uh, right before his wedding, an up an uptight guy is uh, tricked into driving his grandpa into a per a comma a perverted yeah, former. Read, this is terribly written. Read that fucking thing. A perverted former former army lieutenant colonel, quote unquote, special forces to Florida for spring break. Jesus Christ, I can't talk today. Says, well, also, that is just the worst fucking single sentence I've ever read. It's not, it's not written very well. <laughs> kind of like this movie. Uh, this is starring Robert De Niro, Zac Efron, Zoe Deutsch. Is that her last name? Sure, why not? Yeah, it's, you know that's the daughter of uh, Leah Thompson and Howard Deutsch. Oh, is that right? Yeah, the director. Right? Oh, okay. Well, there you go. You know Howard Deutsch is shit, man. Deutsch, 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 Deutsch. I think that was a... Soccer hooligan thing. Uh, Aubrey Plaza and the funniest person in this movie, Jason Mansukas. <laughs> um, yeah. Look, I mean, like he's the only one that seems like he's actually having fun in this movie. I, I char- feel like his character is broad and knows stupid. What's what? Well, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say this right now. Okay. This movie uh, is not good. It's a little too long. Uh, the third act almost causes everything to fall the fuck apart and drag on for fucking ever. Yeah. But up until then, there's a lot of like off the wall shit that you laugh at. A lot of it coming out of Manzukas and De Niro's mouths. Yeah. And uh, I really enjoyed that, actually. Um, I don't know. I, I laughed a whole lot. I'll say that about the movie. And I guess if that's a. Uh, an endorsement of a comedy, uh, then sure. I'm glad that it went like extremely fucking hard R. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, it, to me, it felt like that's what they. It felt like that's what they were trying to do. Oh yeah, of course. As opposed I mean, to like, letting it let it let it fucking organically happen to just go. We're gonna have Robert De Niro say a lot of dirty stuff. Right, lotty well, I mean, fucking look, die. This is. Uh, this is not uh, a movie from anyone uh, that you should consider subtle. All right. Like the, the direct director, 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 Dan, um, is mostly, uh, associated with, uh, Dolly G show. Right. Um, so there's where like, but I like the Ali G show. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he wrote a lot of that. He, uh, directed a fair chunk of it. He uh, wrote the two first um, uh, Ollie G uh, kind of movies. He wrote, uh, co-wrote what there was to be written of Borat and Bruno. Um, so that's kind of where the director is coming from, right? right. Like it's already this uh, barrage of uh, completely off-color, uh, off uh, hard R-rated bullshit, Um the writer, uh, this is his first like script apparently, but he's also been hired to do the uh, 
Dirty Santa or the Bad Santa sequel. I want to see a Dirty Sanchez movie. You just Dirty said it. Sanchez. I want it to happen. Uh, and it, well, I almost <laughs> said Dirty Santa, but Dirty Sanchez does sound like a good movie. Dirty Sanchez. Uh, oh my God! No, hold on, hold on. I'm putting it together in my head right now. But maybe this it's, guy John Phillips can churn one of those motherfuckers. It's a sequel out. to Nacho Libre, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. called Dirty Sanchez, still with fucking Jack Black playing a Mexican. I'm all for it. <laughs> Stupid enough to work. I'll take it. Okay. Get that corn out of my face. I'm not as enthusiastic as you are about I don't, this. Like, it's just a silly thought that came to mind. That's all. <laughs> I'm not saying so, I really so endorse this. I'm going to say, <laughs> like, uh, like, I really thought that De Niro was funny. I thought that his dialogue was funny. Um, and I feel like he he and Efron play well off of one another. But Efron's uh, character is just such a goddamn, like, one-note thing. And, and I, um, I like I like his straight man, but they but it wasn't as it wasn't as good in this movie. No, um, and I think it's because he's like the only straight in the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, because uh, you know, sadly, his love interest uh, uh, Shadia, played by Zoe Deutsch, uh, doesn't have much to do either. Although she is also a straight character compared to her cadre uh, bouncing around with her. Yeah. And I did like Aubrey Plaza, actually. Uh, I thought that hers, she was pretty funny. And I know that she kind of tonally was uh, maybe thinking uh, like she was in a different movie. But I feel like <laughs> she might have been the only one that actually got what this movie was was supposed to be. Right. Um, and, and everybody else was playing it a lot more like tonally serious. Um, yeah. But I felt like that only worked for Manzoukas and, and for De Niro. Is, is that, like, serious bent on it? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't know. I mean, overall, it's like I was, I was, you know, I got out of the movie, and I was I was texting my lady friend, and I was just like, Aubrey Plaza dancing around in her underpants didn't save this movie for me. If that doesn't tell you kids something, I don't know what does. Because <laughs> I was just like, all right, we're going to get, and even then I'm just like, all right, well, I'm kind of, that was short Well, what saved the movie for me was none of that shit. It was just that, uh... <laughs> Like I actually really liked uh, some of the uh, joke structure of just De Niro fucking going for it. Uh, oh, I mean, people trust talk me. shit about De Niro's uh, comedy all the time, but I think he has actually really good timing. Um, hey, and if and, and, if, I, if you and, can't... and I think it works here. Uh, just uh, you know, it's this type of movie, so everybody's going to bag on De Niro yeah. and say he's phoning it in. But you know, the, you also have to think like. The movies that uh, De Niro was known for that he's supposedly shitting on, right? The legacy of yeah. uh, your taxi drivers, your raging bulls, uh, that type of shit doesn't get made anymore by Hollywood. No. So what what fucking movie is there to cast him in that fits with his legacy? Because there are no mid-budget adult dramas that are complicated and dark like that that he was for men, for. for men in their 70s. Right. You know? Yeah. So you, you factor in like the fact that the like compared to the seventies and eighties, those movies just aren't made as often, if at all. And not only that, but they're not written for fucking dudes as old as De Niro is. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, you can kind of see it a little differently, I think. But here, I think he's fucking good, man. He showed up. He he fucking he's he's a character. Uh, he's not just. Um, <laughs> Like uh, third Fockers movie, phoning it in kind of thing. Um, I don't know. If you guys I, I ever wanted the movie, to... it's not good, but I enjoyed it, so I'll at least yeah. give it that. If you ever wanted to see De Niro singing "Damn It Feels Good to Be a Gangster," this would this would be good. 
or today was yes. a good day. Which one was? It? I forget. I've, today was a good, good day. day. That, that's what it was. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, if you want to see him do a little ice cube there, you know why not? So, <laughs> but look, it's like I said, it's not it's not abhorrently terrible, but it's certainly not good. Um, it's it's an it's a Netflix at best, I think. I'm gonna say that uh, if you're curious enough, go see this. I think it's really funny. Um, the third act almost ruins every fucking oh, God. thing. It, so- it goes on, right? It, it like takes all the speed and goodwill that it had worked at building up and just kind of it hits this brick wall of a fucking plot that it has to deal with. When they get to the rehearsal dinner, this was a thing that I'm sure looked great on page, but yes. does not at fucking all translate to the screen. No. Not it, at all. Because especially the way that it's staged. That it's right? exactly because it's like, you know, anyone could hear in this room. You're not in some grand palace hall where there's fucking eight billion No. They could have easily heard what was being said without a microphone and didn't need to play an odd, silly game of telephone that led to nothing. Right. Um that that's just to me that that was that was the biggest like Okay, I mean, I see what you're doing. Well, I see how this looks funny like, on I page. Don't know. I didn't like check the time or anything, but it felt like that scene, just that scene, went on for like ten fucking minutes. Yeah, it, it felt that way. If it was not, it felt like it was just like, okay, Jesus, I get. But the up joke. until that point, I feel like it's a pretty solid uh, hard R comedy. Uh, um, it's just it, it kind of falls apart there at the end yeah, when it comes okay. up against its plot. But the problem is, it's just like you know. This guy, Zac Efron's character, I'm like, I, I don't understand him. I don't understand the loop logic that he kind of goes through. Like, he didn't, ha- like, you know, he's, he sees this girl. Uh, what's her face again? What's her name? Mm-hmm. Shadia. Shadia, yeah. So meets her, like, while they're going down to the road to uh, Florida there. And, um, you know, I guess he had, like, a class with her. Like, they weren't romantically involved. They kind of, you know, knew of each other and stuff like that. But they weren't, you know a thing mm-hmm. or nothing. And like literally two days worth of things. Now, granted it's, it's clearly like, you know, the, the marriage that he's going into doesn't seem like it's on the solidest of grounds to begin with. But I mean, literally, you know, 48 hours worth of like, ah, hanging out with this girl who's kind of like, uh, you know, she's cute and she likes uh, shooting photographs and uh, fucking uh, being a Greenpeace hippie or whatever the fuck. And, and that turns you around that fucking quick. It really get, you threw a lot out really fucking fast, and I, I didn't buy it. I mean, well, like I, feel, I can buy the well, they, I can buy the concept, but not not well, the way that, it was presented. That has a lot more to do with uh, things that they don't go into depth about, right? Like it has to do with uh, him actually wanting to be a photographer and not being a lawyer, right? Um, him knowing this girl, uh, and probably since they were partners, having some sort of. Uh, um, Affinity for one another from college, right? Right, but, but they, they, none they of that's overt. Yeah, um, I I didn't find that part dis like uh, disbelievable, unbelievable uh, at all, right? Um, I I was fine with that. Uh, my whole problem with uh, believability was just like Jesus fucking Christ. There's thirty more minutes of this fucking thing. I can't believe it. Uh, so anyway, that's my take on it. Yeah. Is uh, like I thought it was really funny. Um, uh, my roommate thought that it was pretty funny, and uh, we laughed a lot. I don't know. I I thought it was fun. I was, but it's it's not a must see. It's a yeah. if you're curious enough. It seems like something you might be interested in. 
give it a shot. There you go. I couldn't ask for a higher recommendation than that, could you, kids? All right, let's get into it. Last review of this week here. Here is the trailer for The Boy. Talk about an uninspired name, huh? We've had a number of potential nannies come through already. Do you think you can manage? Of course. I'm Malcolm. Hi. I'm the grocery boy. Well, grocery man. <laughs> Lead the way. Allow me to introduce Mr. Hilter. And this is our son, Brahms. <laughs> Music gives him so much joy. Brahms is not like other children. It is very important that you follow these rules. Be good to him and he'll be good to you. No offense, Brahms, but you kind of creep me out. That was a trailer for The Boy, our last new release review of this week. Here's the IMDb plotline. An American nanny is shocked that her new English family's boy is actually a life-size doll. After violating a list of strict rules, disobeying uh, a disturbing events, rather, uh, make her believe that the doll is really alive. This is uh, directed by William Brent Bell, who did uh, The Devil Inside that we did not too, you know, a good while back. But we, we thought was okay. Not great, but... I never saw it. I, I think that was uh, you and maybe Laura on that episode. Okay. I thought it was okay. It wasn't great, but, uh, you know. I saw his last movie, Where, and that was all right as well. Okay. So he's, it was all right. Um, now, I'll, I'll, so this is uh, starring uh, Lauren Cohen, uh, Rupert, Everett, Rupert Evans, rather, excuse me, uh, Jim Northern, Diana Hardcastle, and a handful of others. Um, if you'd asked me, Matt, last week, before when we announced, hey, here's what we're reviewing on the show, uh -huh. Um, this, I think probably would have been at the bottom of the barrel, uh, due to, you know, obviously the trailer and everything. And I got to say, uh, of, the, of our three movies this week, this one was my favorite. Same here. Uh, this, the, the, um, the trailer while well, before accurate, we, oh, go ahead. before we, before we jump in, uh, I want to talk about a, a, a credit on here. Okay. Um, because my, my roommate, uh, 
was paying attention to like who was in the movie as the credits at the beginning of the film were rolling. Uh-huh. And, and he sees Jim Norton pop up. That's what, uh, dude, I was the exact same way. I was just like, fucking Jim Norton's in this motherfucker? Well, and, and so, so like afterward, he's like, oh, it was uh, the British guy. And it's like, well, yeah, Jim Norton's a British actor. But uh, like apparently he was just waiting the whole time for Jim Norton to pop in and tell like some perverted uh, stripper story or some shit. Honest to God, I was just, <laughs> I, I had the exact same reaction I saw in the credits there. And I'm just like, because it came up and went very quick i'm like jim what the where the fuck is he gonna be put in this goddamn thing good luck movie good on He's you let's, let's make it happen i was in that fucking little i was in that goddamn little porcelain test for fucking 80 goddamn there. weeks lauren cohen would pick me up and get a fucking huge erection boom right inside of her they wouldn't let me do it oh Stunt jim Norton. anyway uh yeah uh you were you were talking about this uh fucking yeah. trailer I mean, the trailer, like the trailer makes it look like, hey, this is going to be like a haunted doll movie. And, uh, you know, in, in a sense, it, it and the kinda, film plays out like that. Yeah, and, and it does. And uh, and we're not going to talk about it. But this movie um, ain't that. Not no, really. it takes a fucking hard left turn, uh, particularly in the last 10 to 15 minutes. But uh, like all that shit that you just heard in the trailer, if you go and watch the trailer, all the stuff you'll see. I'd say 85 to 90% of it is in the first 40 minutes to this thing. Yeah, it's quick. And and then beyond that, uh, it gets weird, man. Uh, like, there's a whole, like, 30-minute chunk of this movie where you're just like, what is this woman doing? Yeah. Because she, like, gets really into it. Uh, yeah. And you're just like, this is not the movie that I thought it was going to be. And that's before anything like really starts happening. Before the just big, fucks you up a little bit. The big turn, if you will. Yeah. But yeah, but, I mean, that comes out of, you're just like, holy shit, man. Uh, I didn't really see it coming. Yeah. Uh, at least in that way. Right. Certainly in that way. Certainly um, in that way. <laughs> you thought so there might I, be I don't want to give away uh, no. too much of that shit either. Uh, but it, like this movie is just kind of really hard to talk about with not talking about it. Yeah, I mean that 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 is a tough part. But uh, but I'm going to say this, it's it's effectively creepy. Yeah. And then once that once the once it turns weird like 40 minutes in, you're just like well, all of that build up uh that seemed to be going nowhere or like just taking forever is now paying off because this is some really strange shit they were watching. Yeah. Um and then just the last bit, I feel like uh it's just a really solid horror flick man there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's built up at the beginning and stuff with this doll and you know her reaction to the doll things that are, may or may not be going on is it in her head is it not in her head uh you mm-hmm. know is is this is this doll uh, you know possessed or some such nonsense um so you know these old people they're like they're so here's kind of the quick uh you know cliff note story their uh, son had died um you know years ago and they've been you know fashioning they fashioned this you know uh, porcelain doll and they've been bringing him around and like his entire life is just you know he's stuck at this one age and that's how they've been going with him uh, ever since and right. um you know, so they hire they hire a nanny to uh, go and um, you know uh, take care of this doll while they go on holiday. Turns out, holiday is not exactly what they say it is. Well, I won't go any further than that. Um, but uh, so she's she's there and uh, going to be taking you know care of this doll and stuff, and is given very strict instructions as to what to do uh, for this doll and don't deviate from these things. 
And, you know, right. of course, as anyone would, she doesn't take it seriously. It's just like, it's a fucking, what, what am I, babysitting adults? Like, fine, I'll take the money. Apparently, the money is like really good. And, uh, you know, she's just walking around, just, you know, half the time just shirking the quote unquote responsibilities uh, that it would take for um, taking care of this doll and everything. Uh, but there is, there's a point where something happens and uh, she starts taking things very, very seriously. And uh, and gets to be very much like um, the the parents were with the kid, uh, with with this doll and everything, treating it uh-huh. as if it were a a real child and everything. And you really right. start to go, is she going bonkers? Is something kind of you know taken over? And there's there's a lot of there's a lot of ups and downs and dips and stuff with this. And I think the first uh, bit of it. Where, because you never see the doll move or anything like that. It's always kind of like, hey, it's over in another place, or hey, you know, it's certain things happen, but you right. never like see it. You know, you never, you know, intentionally see it move. Uh, so that that leads to some, you know, ideas and thoughts. But things do start happening around, like her clothes go missing and things like that, and uh, you know, her boots disappear uh, at the beginning, and uh, but. She's always kind of wondering, hey, is is something actually going on here? And uh, to find out what this kind of stuff does and where it goes and everything, it's 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 interesting and it's done in a really good way. It's super creepy uh, for the first half, even before you know any of the weird stuff that goes down. Before it goes down, it plays pretty straight. Now, I, I didn't do any research as as as, as I am not want to do. Um, right. There, there was a. <laughs> you should not be surprised, uh, but there was, there was a, there was a thing in the credits there at the beginning <laughs> that all this is going on here. Uh, that at the beginning of some, uh, I would have assumed Japanese company. This felt like it was remade from like maybe this could be a Japanese movie. I don't know if it is. I doubt it, but it feels like it has almost kind of elemental J-horror type things in it and to a small degree, at least as far as the beginning and stuff goes. This peculiar well, family we, has this peculiar thing that they do and this woman's reaction to that being alone in a house and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. Well, uh, I will say that the, the script only has one credit and no based on. Okay, so fair enough. Then maybe uh-huh. just... Just something that and just I, had that feeling to it. And I will also say that uh, this guy, uh, just looking at him on uh, IMDb, his... Uh, movie uh that he wrote mixtape uh which has apparently been announced at this point uh was uh put on the blacklist oh. um hmm. last year so uh i anticipate that will get picked up very soon and actually go into production so uh i don't know maybe we're on to like some new uh extremely competent screenwriter i don't know i mean i, I really liked it i think i mean a lot of people are going to give this movie shit i think uh, it, it's Rotten Tomatoes is not good right now. I mean, it's like what 50, 40 percent, maybe probably less than that, even for I don't remember off the top of my mind. Rotten Tomatoes, yeah, it's pretty I'll low. Hop right on over but there, I, but I, I looked at that and I'm just like, well, this seems awful low. And, and that's the thing, man. I think that's one of the big problems. It's a 25 percent, 25. That's not, I mean, this movie's not 25 percent, people. I'll tell you that right now. Um, no, I would, this is fresh. I mean, compared to the fucking forest. Uh, this is like amazing horror. Yeah. Um, but I will say it's like really like just solid. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a decent time and like, and Hey man, the people in the theater that I thought were going to be loud mouths and stuff, everybody was quiet and seemed like they were kind of clutching, just waiting for some, you know, some good stuff to happen. And I, I think it delivered. And it, like I said, we don't want to go too much into it, but it, it goes in different places that you're like, Oh, okay. Wow. Didn't quite see this coming. And, uh, it was interesting enough. It gathered my attention, and and I left the theater going, "Wow, I I can't believe this is 
probably going to be my favorite movie of the week. And, and I would have easily pegged it to be the least based yeah, upon that trailer. Same. I, I wouldn't have pegged it to be the least, but, uh, like, <laughs> well, yeah, maybe fifth know, wave might've, <laughs> I, 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 I'm very surprised by it being good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, if you're, if you're interested in that kind of stuff, if you're uh, a horror person, aficionado, if you will, uh, check it out. It's actually, it's actually a, of so many garbage ass fucking horror movies that come out, man. It's, it's, I think it's actually worth your time. So, all right. Yeah, I think so too. Go for it. Yeah. See this movie. So uh, next week, uh, we got an interesting... Uh, things are very, very varied, uh, if you will. So we got uh, yeah. we got The Finest Hours with Chris Pine. Uh, we got Kung Poo... Kung Poo... Kung Poo Fanda. Kung Poo Fanda. Kung Poo Panda 3. And uh, the new one from the weigh-ins, Fifty Shades of Black. Thanks a lot, well, I, Fifty I Shades of Grey. I think it's just... Uh... It's just Marlon. Well, right? he's Elwayans, and when you've—I mean—they're kind of like uh, you know termites. You see one, there's got to be more, right? <laughs> well, I'll—I'll I'll tell you about this. So this is so this is. Uh, look, I like the Wayans. All right, I'm going to say they're all right. Hey, Fred uh, Willard's in this movie. I'm already on but, board. But I'm going to tell you what really is detracting me from uh, any anticipation of this thing being worth a single fucking shit <laughs> is uh, so Marlon Wayans co-wrote this. With the same person, and the director uh, is a different person, but also the same person that directed um, Those both house movies, of yeah. the haunted house movies. Mm. And uh, that fuck that garbage. If that don't instill you with some fun, kids, I don't know what will. Marlon, let me ask you something, buddy. When everyone just like you know praised your amazing dramatic acting in Requiem for a Dream, what made you decide to go? You know these accolades are nice, and I know that I'm do- I can I can if I want to do a damn good job. Ah, fuck that noise. Let's go back to the garbage that I know. Ugh, come on, dude, you're better than this. We know you're better than this. Well, you know, it might surprise me and be good, but looking at the trailer, it looks like uh, more of the same type of garbage. Yeah. Uh, that he's been doing since uh, Little Man. I'm going to give White Chicks some credit and say that it's marginally funny in some points, but, like, Jesus Christ, man, please get it together. Yeah, I mean, just... there's. there's... I mean, this is years at this point, right? It's years since since 06. I mean, he's he's not been in that much. This is his sixth movie in six years, or in uh, 12 years, fucking, Jesus Christ, 10 years. And, uh, Use your words, Matthew. <laughs> I just can't fucking think. I've been up for fucking ever. Um, <laughs> right? So it's it's his, uh, only his uh, sixth movie in ten years. Um, so it's not like he's just sitting around uh, like thinking of great things. He's just doing this shit. I don't know. <laughs> it's all, uh, you know... It's all that kind of good stuff. I don't know what he does. Well, as I said before the before the show, uh, I, I was like, can he at least just go back and make a scary movie? At least that shit is funnier than the last three movies he's done. Combined. Oh. Yeah. Get actually, it. the two that he was in are solid enough. Yeah. Go back to that shit. I ain't going to front, though. I'm looking forward to Kung Fu Panda 3, man. Cause, uh, no, who's not? You. The only way you're not looking forward to that thing is if you're an insane person. Yeah, heartless bastard is what you are. So, Assholes. Anyways, uh, so we'll talk about that and all that other kind of good stuff. Matt, until then, where can we find more of your work on the internet, sirs? Uh, just give me a follow on Twitter at Matt underscore Boyd underscore Smith. I'm uh, tweeting 
all the time about a wide variety of things. <laughs> so, uh, you know, tune on in. And he's doing a better and he's doing a better job than I have by running the Film Finds Twitter half the time. Oh too, yeah, so. and I am there. Uh, this uh, since the last week, I've been running Film Finds Twitter, and uh, fucking talk to me on there, you motherfuckers. Let's yeah. go. Let's get some shit going. <laughs> Make it happen, people. And talk to us about the shit on that you've seen. We'll talk about it. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Be part of the show. Some of our stuff's been going slow, so why not why not help us out? You you you, you find fine people, you. Let's uh, rock and fucking roll. Let's fuck, fuck, <laughs> fuck, 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 fuck. Fuck, 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 everyone. Uh, so, and of course, my other podcast, Hero Movie Podcast at HeroMoviePodcast.com. Like I said, this week we talk Batman Bad Blood. Then, of course, next week we're going to be doing Kick-Ass and following that up with X-Men Origins Wolverine because apparently we hate ourselves, but we got to talk about that before we talk about uh, Deadpool and so how Deadpool was very... Uh, you know, kind of disgraced in that movie. Well, that wasn't the only thing that was disgraced in that movie, but he certainly was. Still has the best uh, saber tooth of any of that shit. And that much is true. A hundred percent, I will give you that. That's uh, about it, though. That's yeah, and about really and about two movie. seconds worth of that great origins book would put into just like a crappy little montage of terrible. Anyways, so we'll be talking about that. That's HereMoviePodcast.com. So uh, kick back and uh, you know subscribe to that. Why don't you? So that is it, everybody. Until next week when we hit up Kung Fu Panda Three and more stuff for Matt Smith. I'm Adam Porches. Take it easy. <laughs> kids oh god i'm just i'm just glad i got everything in in a decent amount of time to where we you know could actually yeah. put out relatively on time so i mean same same date as we normally do a couple hours late but still nevertheless well hopefully next week you can get your shit together man hey tell that tell that to <laughs> tell that to planet earth planet earth's the one that was fucking me well actually to, not take that back that's not earth's fault because it was that, only partial that's that's mostly that's mostly uh, stupid motherfuckers that own movie theaters that are like, well, it's clear outside and the parking lots ain't got no ice in them. Fuck it, close it down. Who cares? Bunch of jagoffs, just yep. being a bunch of lazy schmoes. But whatever, I don't care at this point. So you know, I went to work when I should have. <laughs> I'm just glad my fucking teeth are fucking fixed. Holy shit, that was a goddamn fucking ordeal. I was supposed to like. Um, I went in for like a checkup and they were just like, okay, so uh, when do you want to come back to get the stuff done? And I was just kind of calculating some funds and stuff and it's like, yeah, I got the money, but I just wanted to make sure everything was kind of, you know, right as rain, right? So I'm looking, I'm like, eh, let's just do it, you know, this like third week here in February. They're like, okay, yeah, no problem. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like yesterday, um, 
like yesterday morning or two days ago. Yeah, yeah yesterday, no, yesterday morning. Um, I woke up and like I was go to eat breakfast and like two bites in, it's just like, oh my God, just that fucking tooth pain. And it's just like, where I don't know if you know this, but yeah, uh, you know, the, the teeth, that's the nerve, that's the epicenter to the nervous system, the entire body. <laughs> so I just took a fucking bite and I was just like, oh my God, I have got to fucking go to the dentist. Let's make this happen now. So just dropping them bones, man. Don't even care. Right. Ugh. But, uh, so once I get all this done and I honestly got like, I, I've thought so many times of just like, let's just punch all these out and just fucking just, just start new. Just give me fake everything. I don't care at this point. It's just like, it's too much fucking upkeep. I'm really getting to the point of just like, let's just quit. <laughs> Jesus. I know. It's uh, it's pretty sad. Honest to God, though, like, I mean, when I did the Powerball stuff, I, that was a thought that went through my head. It was just like, I'm going to go get I'm gonna go get all fake teeth. I'm going to go Ben Affleck teeth on this motherfucker and just kind of yeah. just do it. Just do Hollywood style, man. Get yeah, them all. Knock me out. Knock it out in the day. Let's fucking roll. Yeah, just just put me out right underneath. How much money? Here's a check. Yeah, just fuck, fuck you. Here's, here's my cash. Just go and give me just the best looking chompers ever. Don't make them fucking ridiculous. I don't want Gary Busey teeth. But you, I, you, don't know, want, uh, you don't want Matt Dillon and uh, there's something about Mary teeth. I don't need some of that. No, I just want something that looks normal, not overly, you know, not like, you know, retina shattering white, but, you know, something nice looking, something that looks natural. That's all I want. Can I just make enough money to make that happen? God damn it. Uh, I will say, though, man, just between you and me and the listeners who kept listening to this point, uh, I did make more money this year than I ever have uh, in my entire life, so uh, not bad for me. Well, good. About time I did something, but you know, I just that's kind of a for for other reasons I won't go into. That's a nice small victory for me, so I just yeah thought I'd share that with everybody. All right, we'll talk to you folks next week. <laughs>